0: Because it was kind of a pivotal moment. Um, it's when the peppermint patty was invented. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that famous painting, Washington crossing the peppermint patty. <laughs> and the valley for
1: Welcome to episode
0: eight. Woo. Yeah. Oh yeah, finishing off 1781, which was a fun year. I feel like I'm going to say that every year.
1: You, know, you just, you have such a positive attitude. You can just like have fun in any year, literally <laughs>
0: anytime.
1: That's me. Which is
0: great. Array of sunshine.
1: So uh, yeah, how are you doing? I know it got really cold where you are. Yeah, the high warm?
0: today was zero uh, degrees. That damn. was about 3 p.m. central time, and it is now, like, negative four. But I'm hot in my house, <laughs> so it's I'm, like, Hashtag yeah. things we
1: say no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I have, like, faucets dripping so the pipes yeah. don't yeah. freeze, all that.
1: Yeah, it's like that. I didn't actually make it out to the grocery store so, luckily, I was pretty well stocked up, but you know, it's kind of getting down to the bare bones. But, um, yeah, uh, fortunately, I had, uh, well, I had enough flower, had a certain number of ounces of flour. <laughs> and I
0: had Flour makes a cameo in my story tonight, by the way.
1: Oh, I think flower shows up
0: in every one of our stories, but flower and Joe Jonas,
1: <laughs> and there he is, boom, like that. Yeah. That's a, that's like a natural segue. Um, no, I just wanted to let you know that I uh, used one of F. Norris's recipes, <gasps> and I had I had some flour, had some sugar, had some caraway seeds, which I was correct are actually the what is put in this country. They're put in rye bread. Basically, that's oh, okay. it. But around the world, Good job. yeah, around the world they're used in all kinds mm. of different. Sweet and savory dishes. So, um, I got yeah. schooled on that, which was very interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, I made some crack nails, put that egg gloss on them, and I, they're <laughs> uh, hard as a rock. I packed them up in a tin
0: um, with a slice of bread. <laughs> I think you could soften them up that way.
1: Oh, what? was that from her book, or is that <coughs> some mutant? Just know. Anyway, just kidding. I didn't make any crack nails. That was <laughs> no, not enough,
0: Norris. Tip. <laughs> I didn't make any crack
1: nails, but
0: I wonder if anybody else made crack nails.
1: Anybody? anybody?
0: I mean, they have the whole entire recipe, so I, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, everyone.
1: Caraway <laughs> is a relative of uh, fennel and carrots. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, like coriander, like that family. b 2 right beauty dubs <laughs> and the more you
0: know guys yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah um so do we have any we have an announcement
0: we do yeah. the
1: website our website is live
0: it's, it's live. live i yeah we worked really hard on it and um by the time you hear this well it's already up so go take a look because there are some funny pictures you know astronaut group one that baby with the horrifying stuffed animal lots of the paintings that i've talked about nightmare the nightmare Uh is there yeah so uh also the astrology charts which i designed and um those can be really helpful when you're listening to the zodiac back on a night like tonight yeah
1: i like them
0: um that's all i have oh yeah
1: we are gonna have a zodiac back tonight and Mm -hmm. but first we're gonna hear valerie's story from 1781 i'm excited yeah um but before we dive into your story valerie i want to ask you a question and that is (laughs) no wrong answers no wrong answers. I just wanted to know what comes to mind when you hear the word Aquarius. What does that make you think of? The song.
0: I think of mm. the song.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Anything else? This is
0: the dawning of the Well, and I know a shit ton of Aquarius's sons. Yeah. Um so yeah, like five or six of my friend group and uh. Yeah. So what so. do you
1: know about the sign of Aquarius in astrology? Uh,
0: not much, okay. sadly.
1: Cool. I was, freaking, I was curious because it's relevant in, dark, in our zodiac back, and um, I feel like the sign Aquarius is a bit misunderstood.
0: I'm excited for this uh, zodiac back.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the dawning of the age of 1781 that's right Uh, let's shall we get to your story All
0: all right sounds good Good morning. Good morning. Have a cup of Joe. <laughs> uh, okay, should Classic. I get started? Oh yes. Um, yeah. So last week we were talking about uh, the the year 1781. Being very heavy on the American Revolution, it's low-hanging fruit. I definitely plucked that fruit off and took a big old juicy bite of it. So (laughs) this isn't like a battle, but this story is directly connected to the war. And it includes disguises, horse theft, robbery, espionage. And a maneuver that came very close to altering the course of the Revolutionary War itself.
1: Ooh, maneuver. Ooh, love it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to tell you the story of the infamous Doan Gang and their most famous crime, the robbery of the Bucks County Treasury. So the Doan Gang was also known as the Doan Boys, (laughs) the the Plumstead, Cowboys and the Doan Outlaws.
1: Plumstead Cowboys. Yeah. Makes me think about oatmeal. Okay, go ahead.
0: (laughs) And I think you are really going to like these guys, actually, because we learned last week that George Washington is your nemesis and sworn enemy. Well,
1: he's we established where he sits and on which list right now he's on <laughs> at the
0: top yeah he's
1: on a certain list yeah okay. yeah so just I don't I didn't put him there I don't, <laughs> make, the, I don't make the
0: rules right yeah they these guys Don't boys yeah
1: what they don't down there well
0: <laughs> they don't a lot <laughs> I'm gonna I tell you all donuts I'm gonna tell you all about it. Yeah, so these, the members of this gang were British loyalists, and actively working against old G-dubs, who sits at the top of the list right now. Yeah. Um, so the, the king number- king of
1: England, though, he's also gotta be on the list. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we haven't talked about him yet, so he's, right now he's okay.
1: And not Jeffrey Epstein's list, a different list.
0: Different, different <laughs> list. Yeah. Um, okay. So the number of the so we'll members of the gang fluctuated, of course, but uh, was as high, grew as high as thirty. It was said because other outlaws and highwomen would sometimes join them in their crimes and adventures, just when they were in town, I guess. But the heart and masterminds outlaws of outlaws and highwomen, highwaymen.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: I mean, Washington did grow hemp. I suppose there could have been so high women. A, I don't know. I just watched that Mother God cult documentary, so I'm into it. Oh, gotcha. Shout out to McPherson. haven't. I, I haven't seen that. What is it?
1: Oh, my God. Well, a girl named Amy from McPherson grows up to have a cult where she calls herself Mother God and has a series of Father Gods.
0: Which McPherson? Kansas. Really? Yes. <gasps> How come I don't know about this? I don't know. I can't believe we don't know her. <laughs> well, we, I
1: mean. Anyway, she died, and her follower, uh, I won't spoil it. Yeah, yeah,
0: we better not spoil it.
1: It's silver. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: And it's all over the... Uh, it's on the max, I think.
0: Follow me. We'll all turn blue together. Yeah. You know, colloidal silver.
1: Like super sad, but yeah, she just basically wanted to stay bed and smoke weed and drink vodka all day long. And
0: um, <laughs> so you that gotta, she was
1: Jesus Christ. So it's cool.
0: <laughs> you got to have balance. I mean, I'm not against smoking weed and drinking vodka, but not all day.
1: I don't and want anybody to call me mother.
0: No. Of I any
1: mean, type, especially not mother god. <laughs> no. Hell no. But, like, I don't know. I told our mutual friend who recommended this talk to me that, like, I was like, I feel like they're but for the, like, <laughs> all the father gods and then actually taking this supplement. It, it's basically my story. <laughs>
0: same exact <laughs> story. Anyway, I've already gotten you off track, well, and I apologize. every cult story is a sad story, by yes. the way. I mean, yeah. I that is fascinating to me. And it could happen to anyone, I, I do believe. Like, I don't yes. believe these people are dumb, but yes, anyway, Can't I, I will... can
1: culture without cult. <laughs>
0: Anyways, okay, so the Done the Doan gang. <laughs> and the heart and masterminds of this group were the five Doan brothers. There's five of them. There's Dodonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a Joseph coming up. <laughs> um, Moses, Joseph Jr.
1: Moses Jonas, oh my god.
0: <laughs> Aaron, Levi, and Malin. Aw and along with their first cousin Abraham Doan so there's this group of six guys and they reportedly looked eerily alike (laughs) they were described as bonafide handsome devils (laughs) tall dark and handsome was something I read over and over and they looked so much alike that they would impersonate each other for fun
1: (laughs) well that sounds creepy
0: yeah yeah like, I read something about how, like, when they were taken into court and people are supposed to identify the, the perpetrator, they yeah. wouldn't know which one was which. So, yeah, I guess they all looked really alike. Yeah, so these six, five brothers, one cousin, looked identical, apparently, they should have been put in a lineup, like you said, <laughs> your joke that you made. Um, also they it's were like said to be Brother Daryl, my other <laughs> <Yeah>. brother Daryl. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> they were also, said, I was said to be about the
1: Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> like the two The you know, the I don't know. The Bhagavad <laughs> Gita, the like ancient Hindu
0: yeah text,
1: like sacred tasks. it's about these brothers
0: okay five okay. Brothers. okay five brothers five brothers five brothers gotcha yeah. um well they were also said to be incredible athletes right <laughs> on mm. saturdays they would participate in feats of strength oh
1: festivus every weekend <laughs> yeah on Saturn's day I, apparently okay.
0: this is a thing on, on Saturdays men from the area would gather and perform feats of strength and agility
1: the area this, being
0: like rural Pennsylvania th- yeah so like Bucks County boys would okay. <laughs> get together and perform feats Lord. of strength Okay. It would be like wrestling races, something called jumping the cat, which I googled and found nothing. Okay. No, and pitching coits. <laughs> quoits. Q U O I T S. I did find out what those are, and it looks like horse, like the game of horseshoes. Oh,
1: Essentially, I thought you going to say horse shit, but that's too bad.
0: pitching heavy metal rings. Metal. So, yeah okay heavy metal all righty kettlebells Mm -hmm.
1: all right
0: yeah these guys were (laughs) super metal um actually what we don't know if any of this is true the the legends surrounding this gang and these five brothers and the cousin you know it sounds like a cheesy romance novel to me like all these athletic dark Handsome, tall, smoking hot brothers and like a cousin. Six guys <laughs> that look like Fabio. Running the, yeah, running Bucks County. I don't know. Jeanette I Fabios. feel like, I feel like it was like, you know, stuff of legend.
1: Yeah. Also bringing up Dukes of Hazard
0: for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of boys. <laughs> boys. Um, Good old boys. Yeah. They were also, um, One account talks about how they were a little showy about their feats of strength and and acted like bullies, like, showing off, which, you know, bullying is not cool. Don't, gang.
1: What is the point of a contest of
0: feats of strength? (laughs) If they're always the winner. If it's not for bullying. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, showing off, like, isn't... Po- That's the whole like point. That just seems a little <laughs> redundant. Like, okay, great observation. They were showing off their feats of strength and the feats of strength competition in front of everybody. Weird, okay, <laughs> caught it.
0: Nice commentary. Mm-hmm. Historians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but there was one guy. They're that- doing it and doing it and doing it. <laughs> <laughs> doing it. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. One one guy, one local guy in the area w- did. He was brave enough to stand up to these brothers, and his name was William Hart. So remember that name because he comes up again. Okay. So the brothers grew up in Plumstead Township. That's why they were called the Plumstead Cowboys. Oh. Okay. And this is in Bucks County, uh, Pennsylvania, with their parents Joseph and Hester Doan. Okay. And a key piece to this story is that the Doan family were Quakers. Mm-hmm. So this is a religion so where they the were members, pacifists. yes, yep, they belong to the Religious Society of Friends, and they are famously pacifist. So, so they, they believe
1: they can show off their feet. They
0: can show off and be their a feats with their, of their words, strength, <laughs> yeah. but not their bodies. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, got it. Got it, got it. Yeah, so peace above everything. That's the belief. And in fact, they did not want to pay taxes if it meant it was going toward military pursuits.
1: Yeah. It's freaking noble. Right. I like the
0: Quakers. Yeah, me too. Um,
1: Also because they are quiet.
0: (laughs) Self-sufficient. But yeah, like they seem to always kind of be on the right side of history. I guess people can make up their mind about this gang, but um, nearly a century earlier in 1695, Quaker John Archdale became governor of North Carolina. And during his time as governor, he passed a law exempting Quakers of the area from being conscripted, conscripted or serving in militias based on their religious beliefs. However, they were made to pay additional taxes to the crown as a result. So this is going to be key for this story. Um, when the revolution started, Quakers were in a difficult position. They didn't want to fight for either side. It's against their religion. But the, the war is going on all around them. Like Things are happening near, near them and in neighboring states. So it's pretty hard to just kind of sit on the fence. So Mm -hmm. they participated in nonviolent protests, basically. So that's the backdrop for this story. Um, I listened to a podcast called Bucks County Bites where they interviewed a guy named Mark McNutt and Melissa Sinker. Um, Mark has been working on a mini series about the Doan Gang called America's Original Outlaws. And so on this podcast, he's talking about this beginning of the Revolutionary War Um, And he says, quote, the way this time period is taught in school is pretty much the same way it's been taught for generations before us. It was a very simplified, simplistic view that kind of goes like this. There was a tea party, Bunker Hill, Washington crossed the Delaware, Betsy Ross made a flag, and hey, next thing you know, we won. And it was so much more complicated. It was so much more divisive. This idea that, you know, there were all these great unified patriots rising up against the British is not really the way it was. It's believed that about a third were solid patriots, about a third were solid loyalists, and the other third didn't know what to do." End quote. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would be the one that doesn't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) Just like, which way, yeah, which side? Oh yeah,
1: for sure, I would do. Outlaws, the original outlaws. Yes.
0: Okay, the so and and
1: Sinker, they're working on this podcast about the uh, Bones miniseries. Yeah, miniseries. Oh, it's on the TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it gonna come out on some DVDs?
0: Uh, they're still <laughs> trying to get it made. That's a whole other story. But um, the trailer is actually done, and it looks amazing. But. I was hoping. Well, we
1: know that making a trailer is not making
0: a <laughs> Yeah, we, we made four about. of them.
1: <laughs> no, You know what, we are consistent. That's right. Some kind of content every Wednesday every since we started. Every
0: Wednesday, yeah.
1: yeah. Sometimes we have to take it down and then put it back up.
0: Okay. <laughs> put them in the right order. Well, that's good. No big good deal. Good morning. Yeah. So the colonists, are frustrated by their quaker neighbors unwillingness to fight against the crown and the crown is making it difficult on the colonists by closing ports off and cutting off necessary supplies but the quakers are self-sufficient so they're not bothered they are paying this exemption tax but uh, local communities of colonists were collecting taxes from the quakers to give to the struggling colonist families also so they're being double-taxed, I believe, if I'm understanding it all correctly, and there was pressure put on the Quakers to, to pick a side, basically, and the colonists wanted it to be them, and so likely these Quaker families were feeling pressure that they could, you know, be kicked out of their homes and have their lands taken away if they don't side with the Patriots, so it's stressful. Um, Mark McNutt again says, quote, the contentiousness between the Quakers and the rest of the population was serious, especially in Bucks County, end quote. So the Doan gang are dedicated loyalists and they become horse thieves, stealing horses from residents of Bucks County and selling them to the British in cities up north. So these are their ways of helping since they can't actually fight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Great. And they were good at it. And aside from helping the British, they also did it for fun. Um, I read in a few sources that they would steal a horse from someone only to return it months later under the cover of night and then turn around and steal the same horse back again. They did this repeatedly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fucking with people. Yeah. In one account, they stole the same horse three times from a neighbor. Which is kind of, yeah, whatever, it's mean. Well, that well guy probably needed his horse. Well, <laughs>
1: these
0: don', don boys, they, have, they live by a different code. That's right, they're outlaws. So they also helped the effort by robbing the local tax collectors on their rounds, gathering funds that were going to be paid to the colonists. So they're taking it back. The Doan um, gang is upset that all these Quakers are having to pay an extra tax just because of their religion. This gang was said to have been masters of disguise, but also, they just knew the area. <laughs> they could only disguise themselves <laughs> as one of the other guys that looked just like them. That's why. That's why they're known as masters of disguise. <laughs> I saw him the other day looking just like his brother. It's
1: Quintuplets. <laughs> Just look
0: alike. Yeah, that was their disguise. Uh,
1: No, I would love to hear about some of the, like, disguises that they had in 1781, because I think it might have been actually easy (laughs) in more, you know, in more, like, um, upper class circles, because you have, like, wigs. Yeah. Powder. Like, you could, could be anybody under there.
0: Everyone's wearing wigs. You could be that it clown under there. You could be, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> could it, be- it was just making me think uh, of um, <laughs> what uh, Susan Palmer. some Disney character that's like the from that time to- you know that time and, and then I was like what the-, the this is where we are now that any t- any time period from history you're thinking of a Disney character <laughs> just like picture.
1: I don't know Beauty and the. And I'm
0: not even. Yeah, I think my. Well, fuck no, that was a beast. I don't know shit about Disney, honestly. I'm not a. Well, what is the timeline of beasts? It can't be in
1: 1780. I think I was
0: thinking more of like Ichabod Crane, but that might be the 1600s. Oh Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know know that. Oh, who's got? Well, no Gaston. Who's that? Was that? When was that? That's maybe who I was thinking of. Anyway, who cares?
1: I think that's from Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yeah. So you were right.
1: I think Ichabod Crane is about the time, the revolutionary. Maybe. Phase. Gosh. Somebody,
0: somebody who knows their Disney Send us an email history.
1: at <laughs> e-mail at gmail.com, or you can check out our website. There's a link there. You can send us a message. Let us know about Ichabod Crane. Should we cover that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God masters of disguise yes masters of disguise is what they called them but I just think they knew the area really well like this is where they grew up you know they probably hunted and I'll get into why I'm saying that here in a second but they were determined to stop George Washington and his patriot army so they are the perfect people to start spying on the army's encampments because they know the area they can get in and out Mm. undetected I don't know if that constitutes masters of disguise. I think they just, like, know the, the, yeah the did area you know so George, well.
1: Did you know that George Washington had a huge network of spies, too?
0: I, no, I didn't encounter had, that in this I, research.
1: Culper or Culver spy ring, he, like, had lo- loads of them. Loads of spies. He Dang. was really sophisticated in his spy craft. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. There was one who, I think her name was Anna Smith or something like that. And she, like, um, she would send, they would send signals to each other. They had them all over and all of different stations. But she would, part of what her job was, was send certain signals via what kind of laundry she would hang out. <gasps> and it was like this, yeah. Oh, anyway. that's cool. Yeah. I spies, guess. I- spies in 1781. Like, it was a real yeah, it was real. I mean, like Benedict Arnold had flipped sides that year too. So it was like, I don't know. It just it seems like so set and and simple
0: when yeah. you look back on it. But it's like no, it was like well just treachery, right? If but so yeah, it makes sense that there were spies. I didn't encounter that in this research, but that makes it all the more asinine the way that they fought their fucking battles where they would just line up out in the open and start, like, marching toward each other. Like, if you're gonna be sneaky and sophisticated with your spies, then why don't you hide and, you know, more guerrilla warfare? Well, I mean, that
1: was kind of the deal, right? It was like... uh the, there was guerrilla warfare. The Native Americans and. Top. Like, you know, they would. They encountered, the, you know, sneaking up on people and, like, that. And they were like, oh, they you know, look down on that kind of warfare, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't like, man.
0: It wasn't like, uh, yes. Right, by but at the same some time, kind of... they're
1: like, also, like, let's learn from this. And, like. Yeah, duh. like, well, we don't. We're going to use what we have. Right? And, like, so yeah it's just kind of a changing of paradigm
0: i think i feel like they did those lines in the civil war too though i don't know i guess we'll we'll learn
1: formations of infantry
0: and cavalry like this is a normal seems so dumb right i mean Uh, that's the way it was done i don't know like
1: Right. Well, and it has also to do with like technological advances of like when we got like gunpowder and we got right range got increased and stuff like that. So true. I'm sure there's a whole.
0: Uh, yeah. Should sure have my dad on. I was guess. just gonna say, let's ask the judge. Yeah. He would know. <laughs> Patreon content. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. He can give us the history. Oh man. A long one. Yeah. I bet know. he
0: could. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm, I digress. Again. That's okay. No, <laughs>
1: I. George Washington was a spy. He was a fake and a phony.
0: <laughs> he was a fake and a phony, and I wish I'd never laid eyes on him. Well, that's I from do Greece. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to a missing persons' so <laughs> He, <laughs>
0: Okay, so yes, these, the Doan I meant, oh, gang. Okay, laid on you, oh, good, sorry. <laughs> the, Do- the Doan gang started spying brother. without being asked. Like, they weren't solicited. They were just like, let's find they the British. Offered. Let's just start telling them what we're observing.
1: They see, hey, there's a need. This needs to be done. There's spying going unfinished. Let us pick up the mantle.
0: Exactly so they also would sneak in and free british prisoners of war and return them oh. to the british yeah so they're very sneaky i've d- i read one um account of like this happening so often that um one of the guys i guess from yeah it would have to be a colonist like a Someone who was in the army, some kind of general or something, was like, "How are they uh-huh. doing this?" So he posed as a British prisoner to, in order to get freed. Yes, by by uh-huh. the Doan gang to see how they were doing it. Um, that and just... they
1: broke in and replaced him with a horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, they returned him. They returned him as a horse the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the cryptid horse.
1: <laughs> the night mayor. Yeah, the as night. As it were. Mayor. Don't look a gift George Washington in
0: the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he almost made me spit out my whiskey. Common saying it. Hold your caraway seeds. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Really, Americans, you we know, can't think of anything
1: better to do with them than make rye bread. We just, only rye bread. Only. They could be dessert. They could be crack nails.
0: Right. <laughs> it can't just be powder sugar. You gotta put caraway in it, too. So, these guys are being a real big pain in the ass for Washington. And the sneakiness that they employed gave them, po- was became part of their legendary status so another side note moses doan who was arguably the leader of the gang um it was said had spent significant time with the native people of the area Mm -hmm. um it literally said that he impressed them with his feats of strength (laughs) i don't know who wrote that but sounds like um editorializing a little bit um and
1: if you have a feat of strength that you'd like to show us and see if it impresses us go ahead and make a little video video. little video and then send it into us okay yeah so
0: i don't want just audio though i don't want to just hear grunts oh god if there are grunts put music in it instead Um, but so for whatever reason, whether it was true that he <laughs> had made friends with and impressed some Native Americans, um, he grew his, his dark hair long and was said <laughs> okay. to take have taken on a devilish persona, which oh. is problematic Ooh, panic. in yes. the context of having spent time with Native Americans. But that's just how they wrote at the time. They're writing like he's a ghost, you know, like oh he goes and spends time with the quote unquote savages, and then well, when he, he threw comes his back, hair
1: out like him, and then he comes back yeah and looks like the devil. Yeah,
0: he has this devilish persona. Can't
1: break. So devilishly handsome, I say.
0: <laughs> devilishly handsome. Now I can tell him apart from the other dones. Yeah. Well, there's one way. <laughs> Grow out the that devilish hair, and then the rest of them—they're just good at disguises. Yeah. Donesguises, I call them. <laughs> skies.
1: <laughs> now, that is it. Like, that's probably TMTM,
0: like, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of drug. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I am, too. Okay. Uh, so just to finish out this whole like devilish thing I read an article on (laughs) phillyburbs.com by columnist Carl Laveau and he said quote dressed in a long slicker jacket and wide brimmed hat astride his coal black Mustang wild devil he was a terrifying specter in Pennsylvania New Jersey and New York end quote there, he and the gang are tracking George Washington's troop movements and feeding the information to the British Army General William Howe, and uh-huh. he was said to have called Moses the eagle spy. Uh-huh. Um, oh! <laughs> yeah. He's got okay. eagle eyes, see? Uh-huh. Get it?
1: Devilishly. You get it? Eagles. I get it. <laughs> I get it.
0: Yeah, so... A couple of sources claimed that Moses, just Moses, was responsible for the British's win at the Battle of Long Island.
1: But what about brothers
0: and sisters? Long Island. So these sources allege that he passed information about Jamaica Pass being unguarded, Um, allowing for 10,000 redcoats to pass through in August of 1776.
1: Well.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Now, we're getting to the Battle of Yorktown, which I mentioned in the Timeline Twist, because it was kind of a pivotal moment. Um, It's when the peppermint patty was invented. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The famous painting, Washington Crossing
1: the Peppermint Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Valley Forge. <laughs> they had the brilliant idea to put mint,
0: <laughs> snow. Amy <chocolate>. just went. <laughs> Amy Joe just went off on a drunk history tangent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, props to drunk history though. That's Hell so yeah,
0: inspiration, I say. So that battle went from September twenty eighth to October nineteenth, seventeen eighty one. And it was a decisive victory for the colonists. So here comes the maneuver part that I mentioned at the top. Moses Doan, as we know, had been watching the colonists' movements and noticed they seemed to be getting ready to to move out. So he rushed he a note like to the British. ready to pound. That's exactly. To- they're yeah. they're making moves. There's a flurry of excitement in the camps.
1: Packing up their giant, like enormous canvas tents and. yeah just think about like how many fires they had started you know like every cook fire they're getting the horses ready
0: you can't hide from moses stone's eagle eyes either like don't even try he noticed this massive number of people getting ready to move genius moses he's the devil he's the So, yeah, yeah, so he notices they they look they appear as if they're getting ready to move out and had an idea of where they might be going. And so he rushes a note to the British. Now, for whatever reason, the note was ignored or take or not taken seriously. But it is widely believed that if they had read the note and heeded the warning, it may have changed the course of the war. I mean, you decide out there. I don't know. I uh, don't care. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's probably a million other universes where. <laughs> well, you know, they did heed his letter. Right.
0: I also was just thinking, like, okay, well, sure. Like, it's good. It's good entertainment to think. Oh my God, he changed the course of the war. And I wrote it that way at the top because it makes it interesting. But had they lost, I mean, they probably would have just tried again. You know, (laughs) like it would have been the next one. Uh, Who knows? But in the end, the British surrendered and Moses was pissed. So just days later, he enacted a plan of revenge that became the Doan gang's most infamous crime. This was the robbery of the Bucks County Treasury in Newtown.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah.
0: Let me take a sip.
1: Mose, Moe's and his bros. Like they're, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: they're,
1: they're rocking Bunch it. of handsome devils.
0: Um, running around.
1: Yeah. Where a parking lot. Where does that phrase come from? Handsome devils. I don't know, but I've hmm. called my
0: dog Elvis that since he was a pup. I hope it's not racist. Oh God, it might be. Yeah.
1: Things to say, or ableist,
0: or. Yeah, uh, we need to put that in the parking lot. So, okay, this this robbery. Satanic
1: panic of 1781.
0: (laughs) Well, they weren't afraid of it. They were celebrating it. They celebrated this gang, Um, you know, and we still are. It's an interesting story. I was excited about this story, but so about that night, um, I have another kind of a long quote by Carl Laveau from Philly Burbs, and he describes it as such. So, quote, two dozen gang members arrived on Newtown's outskirts in the early evening of October 22nd. Moses, in disguise, scouted the borough to assure all was quiet. So there, he in the he goes into Newtown to check it out. Leaving a group to guard the horses, he led others on foot to the home of County Treasurer John Hart on State Street, about a block from the government complex where a Gap clothing store now is located. <laughs> <laughs> I bet not now. No, it, well, who knows? But it just takes you right out of the story. <laughs> people don't know <laughs> oh my god yeah I'm not gonna work at the gap for Christ's sake <laughs> oh uh, reality bites everyone
1: <laughs> okay yeah if you would like to see us or slash hear us do a musical adaptation of reality bites vote oh, yes
0: we need to do a poll
1: yeah we can make that
0: the question actually on the we shouldn't give a choice let's just do it
1: <laughs> yeah no <laughs> if, if if people writing in too like, many people would do be, like, like, be like fuck no fuck you, we're doing it <laughs> now we're actually motivated <laughs> who would be like please, please do write in and tell us not to do that. Because, <laughs> like, you are the one that took the time to write in and tell us not to do something stupid. <laughs> and it's really funny because we've been talking about it for, like,
0: a year. Yeah, we have, actually. <laughs> Just the two of us doing every part. <laughs>
1: Frampton comes alive, I mean, like, all the- <laughs> It's really oh my god
0: oh my Stiller, god still are people <laughs> okay I'm in the middle of this quote I mean there was a there was a there was a good break because of the gap
1: oh oh I'm not a good
0: listener now. <laughs> I mean the gap like I said it takes you out of the story <laughs> okay. so continuing the quote if I can. Surrounding the house, the gunmen burst in and put a pistol to Hart's chest and ransacked the dwelling until they found keys to the county vault. So one assailant built a similar, wait, sorry, one assailant with a build similar to the treasurer put on Hart's hat. (laughs) (laughs) Carrying his lighted lantern, as was Hart's custom at night, he walked to the treasury office. Scooping up overflow tax, overflowing tax revenue, he returned to Hart's home. The intruders then made a clean getaway. End quote.
1: Wait, overflowing? How? I. That's what does that the quote. mean? Don't overflowing. Don't it's just
0: like literally flowing Just over buckets and baskets of gold of the, and cash.
1: What was the money? What was the money? Was it paper money? <laughs> well, was it coins? I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> oh great! Thank God. I need to know.
0: Yeah, um, this is an article, a quote from an article from June 21st, 1965. Um, It was in an edition of the Bristol Courier and Levittown Times by a woman named A.D. Kent Thomas Jeffrey. And this quote is kind of confusing at the beginning, but she's talking about the area where the outlaws met before they rode into Newtown, this area is called Dripping Springs." And I just included this because the writing is super flowery and made me laugh. And it's like a hundred plus, you know plus years later, 1965. So she wrote, quote, "On that evening of October 22nd, 1781, however, it, meaning dripping springs, carved a new reputation, a new excitement. It sheltered a group of dark-haired, black-eyed men, each as as tall and strong as a fir tree in the thicket, the Doan outlaws. The leader, Moses, crouched as he drew a plan for the others in the dirt ground. The horses what? stomped their hooves and oh, shook their manes as though no. sensing the excitement to come, end quote.
1: How does she know that? I don't know, how but she's she all turned 65? on by the,
0: oh my <laughs> the God. stone I gang. I the word
1: thicket, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I just realized how much I hate that word. Yeah,
0: and they're God, all moist. tall and strong as a fir tree in the thicket. Oh come my on, Aidy Kent. <laughs> God, she's oversexed.
1: It is like a bunch of Fabio brothers.
0: I know. It's so you know his
1: hair's not naturally blonde.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, in fact, that's what I was picturing. Like this is the way they write about like it's five (laughs) Fabios and a and a cousin Fabio. Cousin Fabio (laughs) and Rabio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabio's and a Robbio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying on this one. I can't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you what they got. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. So what they got. Yeah, so the you know I said it was going to be a robbery, but it's actually super low key because they just go in the night. Moses checks it out, they go to the home of the treasure. they threaten him, they take the keys, and then one person just takes the keys and walks in.
1: In and out. nobody gets hurt. It's fine. Right. It's easy.
0: They rode away.
1: Don't, don't have to shoot everybody up.
0: See? Yeah.
1: Quakers be robbing like that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier to do it. Um, so according yeah. to A.D. Kent, um, later in that article, A.D. Kent, Thomas Jeffrey, they rode away with 735 pounds worth of gold, Ooh. which would be heavy pounds, not LBs, but like B- British right. pounds. Yeah. You did have- Right. <laughs> and um, uh, well, 1,307 right. pounds of paper money. So both, to answer your question.
1: Okay. But it's British British money? I guess British so. Pounds? Yeah. It's pounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's in pounds. Okay, yeah, I was curious about that. How, how
0: do they pay for stuff? Well, the war isn't over, so the treasury, the Bucks County Treasury, would be holding money of the crown, basically. And um, this is considered to be the largest theft of public funds ever, in all of the sources. But I don't know if that's been, you know, if that record still stands. But (laughs)
1: <laughs> you mean after
0: the two thousands? Um, yeah, because so, yeah, no. some of these sources were old, so yeah. But anyway, it is said to have been over two hundred thousand in today's money. Huh. And not that much, but no. Them.
1: Well, but nobody had to die. Right. Nobody
0: got hurt. Yeah, they didn't kill joseph hart so dude are we gonna get all the way through 1781 without any anybody like dying well i mean there were no murders people dying in the war but well no,
1: but without covering a murder maybe i don't have any murders in my zodiac so
0: i, like. I they alert. did do a lot of other things that i did not include in this story there's a lot more to it but okay um yeah and just a side note the one of the locations that I mentioned in, mentioned in the timeline twist the Whitehall Hotel is the is on the site where the treasurer's house was. Oh. The Whitehall oh. Hotel was built in the 1800s. So, they do this massive robbery, this is their most infamous crime and they are now on the run. They're sheltering in cave hideouts in the surrounding area. As they're on the run, they continue to rob tax collectors and steal horses over the next few years. Fuck yeah. Now, do you remember William Hart from their youth and the feats yeah. of strength? The guy, the I only do. guy that would stand up to them?
1: Yeah.
0: At this time, he forms a posse against the Doan gang, and they actively hunted for the group. And they had one guy, this cracked me up, who would, he took it super seriously, and he would sleep all day, and then go scouting around at night <laughs> to find this
1: them. Is, oh, Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yeah, yeah
0: only at night.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dog, Coyote the Bounty Hunter? Yeah. Uh, love that. I um, know. Just picture. I'm going to go full nocturnal to hunt you down. Mm-hmm. You look alike, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't give a shit which one of you I. Have. Right. Yeah. Oh god, you're all George Foreman to me.
0: <laughs> Knock them down one by one until <laughs> you've nabbed a total of six. Um. So, in this is according to uh, one of those historical markers, you know, that you can see on the side of the road oh, god, in 17. 17- out to a historical I did I did but story. I went to Bucks County I go above and beyond guys
1: well I know it's just because you're hoping to run into
0: a certain <laughs> pair of brothers <laughs> New Hope is just up the road guys it's in Bucks County Pennsylvania <laughs> so they were declared in 1783 um outlaws officially by the state of Pennsylvania for robberies, burglaries, and felonies. So the party's over. They've been declared outlaws by the state. There are now several posses after this declaration out searching and the heat is on. So the dones are driven away from Bucks County and into Virginia for about a year.
1: Oh, into Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Is there some kind of like money? Why are all these posses? is there do the posses get money if they get them or what are they' just like Yeah,
0: there were piss, yes, there were piss Posses or uh, money posses? There were rewards. um, I didn't put any of that in my story, but yeah, there were for no, sure. Like they had prices on their heads. Um, mm. So they're beautiful lookalike heads. They're gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah, dark and handsome. Yeah, handsome, Ugh. handsome. Donors. Strong as a fir tree or whatever <laughs> 80 kids <Kent> said. <laughs> okay. So while they were away um, in Virginia, I'm assuming a member. What would you say? I said thicket. <laughs> I should have just kept on going. <laughs> I'll teach you. <laughs> Good night, ladies. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! Oh God! Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's okay. That's the picture.
1: Mm. I mean, I don't want to take it to be my safe word. Because
0: it makes me laugh, but I can't get it out. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep going. I'm so I'm getting close to the end. <laughs> All right. Okay, so story. while they were away. Uh, Hi, you know, on the run, a member of their gang and close friend of Moses Doan, Mr. James Fitzpatrick was captured and killed. And it really affected Moses. Um, Shortly after, he attempted to kill the woman who betrayed Fitzpatrick, but he was unsuccessful. And this was said to be out of character for him. um, So I feel like things are kind of unraveling. I did read a story about years prior, like, the gang was robbing a, a home, and one of the gang started trying to sexually assault a woman, and oh. Moses, like, put a stop to it and got yeah. physical with a member of his own gang saying, like, this is not what we do, this is what we're here for. A
1: member of his own gang mean one of his brothers? Or no, the, the, like the bigger, another, some the guy bigger named gang. Foxy
0: yeah. something.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah
0: so he put a stop to it in years prior but now he's like going after trying to kill a woman oh he was in love with
1: that Fitzpatrick
0: guy oh maybe maybe there was some queerness going on so yeah so they're on the run still but now the war is over it's after 1783 and they they don't have the help of fellow loyalists but despite this, they return to Bucks County again and resume their illegal behavior. So, in 1783, they're hiding out at the home of a man named Halsey on Fleecydale Road, who apparently helped them from time to time. So this is just a safe a safe house that they can go to. And okay. one of the Little sources, Halsey. yeah said that Halsey's wife did not have any flour to feed the gang.
1: Aw, oh, shit, man.
0: What the fuck, Halsey? <laughs> I know. I literally have in my notes, what the fuck is up with all this flour?
1: <laughs> this thing, like, we didn't know, but we were uncovering that the story of America is the story of flour.
0: Flour, flour in every episode.
1: If it weren't for not the
0: so we wouldn't be here <laughs>
1: no actually corn is the story right corn, but
0: that's true that's
1: another another episode yeah i
0: don't i don't oh want to do that one
1: that's extra patreon content where yeah. we take where we crop. talk
0: about corn <laughs>
1: talk about
0: crops yeah. crops <laughs> uh,
1: crops with pops
0: Okay, Okay, so uh, Mrs. Halsey, I don't know if that's first or last name, she sends her 11-year-old son to the flour mill located on the Delaware River, and this little guy snitched that the Doan gang was at his house. So, word quickly spreads to their childhood nemesis, William Hart, who was hanging out drinking beer at the Gardenville Tavern, which is still open... You can go there and get food and drinks. Um, Side note. I
1: do want us to go there, so.
0: Yeah. I'm down.
1: Give us some money. I want to
0: go. So Uh William Hart brought his posse to Fleecydale Road. They were joined by a man named, well, a captain named Robert Gibson of Fisherville, and the group burst into poor Halsey's home, and the feats of strength resumed. The men wrestled, and eventually Moses was subdued and surrendered. As he was getting up from the ground, Captain Gibson fired a musket ball into his heart, and he was killed instantly.
1: Into Moses's
0: heart? Yeah, he just shot him while he was on the ground, what? like on his back, trying to get up after, after he'd he was wrestled.
1: That dumb wrestling? Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Musket ball to the gut. Yeah, to the heart. Oh, to the heart. Shot through the heart. Yeah. Does the musket Um, ball go
1: all the way? Does it go through? Does it penetrate the skin or does it just like
0: knock you down? A musket ball. ball? Yeah. I feel like marble. Marble. Maybe they're smaller. I don't know. Again. P. Right. Let us know. That's right. (laughs) dad (laughs) yeah (laughs) he just writes in for every episode (laughs) this is what you got wrong
1: asking me questions (laughs) that I know the answer to Um, so according to that same
0: historical marker um, well I do know that Levi and cousin Abraham tried to jump out the window when they heard Moses being shot but they were captured they were later hanged joseph jr uh-huh. and aaron fled to canada and malin i read that he got into new york but then it's the trail goes cold oh. on him now yeah, for him. you might be wondering what happened to the money it, oh. it was I've never found they spent
1: it on the road they were all like just
0: It was never found, so yes, maybe they did spend it. Maybe they gave some of it away, but the legend says that it's buried near their cave hideouts in multiple locations were mentioned, and people have tried to go to all these hideouts and find this money, Um, but they have to scout out the locations based on historical descriptions to see if they can find it. And, you know, that just adds to the the oh legacy, my the mystery oh. that there's it this... It wasn't
1: that much money. It was 200,000 pounds in today's
0: money. $200,000 in today's money. In today's money.
1: Yeah, that's nothing. For, like, five <laughs> brothers and the cousin? Think I about would that. take like, it
0: if I found it, if I were hiking. Oh,
1: yeah, I wouldn't turn it down. I'm just saying it's, like, not that much money that you would have all this left over that you would have enough to bury and when you're on the run and you don't have a place to live and you're like Yeah. I bet they gave some to their families and they
0: Right. You know, like Yeah, that it's probably not buried. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's that's just my take as like a remote viewer in training. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Apprentice. It's possible.
1: I don't think there's any treasure. That's not that much money. I. that's what among six people
0: this whole thing this whole time is like you know i keep coming back to like is this part of the real story or is this just the way that people wrote it and like it's this mysterious legend and these tough brothers and yeah who knows if there's any money um i just have a couple more points about their legacy um Carl Laveau wrote another article entitled Dripping Springs. One time Doan Gang hideout has been found. Here's how. This is also on com, And he features a book by Brian Rounseville called The History of Tyler State Park. The article describes the book as, quote, a 94-page glossy self-guided walking historical tour long neglected historical sites are listed, accompanied by many never before published archival photos, end quote. So this guy has, he's like an avid hiker and often goes in that state park and he's trying to get some markers put up, historical markers, which, you know, I think is an, an, a great cool. thing to do. Yeah, so um, you can Can hike. I
1: add something? I just, just to piggyback on that comment. Um, <laughs> For a long time. Until I was probably too old for it to actually be cute or anything. I... When I would hear the phrase historical marker, I would imagine a Crayola <laughs> marker. Yeah. And, you know, we would go on vacation, and my dad would always take us, and we'd have to always visit the his- historical markers, whatever. But like, Right. I I'd still always... Still, Crayola markers have first. the
0: connotation. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it take. Then I have to go like, oh no, historical marker means something different. So
0: continue. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's trying to get. I it's think that's a good brown. That's a good thing. Yeah, The point is, it's never any other color but brown. Oh, I was picturing pink (laughs) when you were talking about it. No, but the
1: real markers are always brown. Oh,
0: the real markers, yes, are always brown. And there is a picture of the one that I mentioned in the story, and it's brown with gold writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. so the Mercer Museum and Hill Castle in Doylestown had a four-part program series about the Doan Gang last year. It actually ended last month in December 2023. It's too late to see that, but the museum is working on a special exhibition opening May 3rd of 2024 and going through December 31st, 2026. So plenty of time. We should go there and then have some beer at the Gardenville. And if you are interested in that mini-series, they do have an active Facebook page. They posted something in December. Um, It's called America's Original Outlaws, and their YouTube channel has the trailer. You can also get on YouTube and see um, videos of people trying to find the Dome Caves and um, going to the graves of the ones that were captured Levi and Abraham since they were hanged they were they were found and they were in jail and then hanged the family got their bodies back and they wanted to put them in the Quaker cemetery but they decided because of their activities that they could not be within the walls of the cemetery so they're directly outside oh the walls and I'll have pictures of that too on our blog but um that's where they say those bodies are and they're literally just outside of this stone wall um yeah but that's the story of the Doan gang and the Bucks County treasury robbery
1: oh I love it and I love you know I'm just it's just making connections in my head about outlaws and being outside of the cemetery just like barely outside of the cemetery (laughs) and how we're going to cover in the zodiac back how you know there was this discovery of a planet that existed outside the boundary of the known solar system and um, uh you know i asked you at the beginning about like (laughs) what your concept of the sign aquarius is and that's one of the things that I've learned is that it, it can represent, um, you know, the like sat. If Saturn, the ruling planet of Aquarius, is a boundary, then Aquarius can represent what is
0: outside. outside? Of that boundary. Yeah. Well, yeah. whatever planet that was should be named Levi and Abraham, because <laughs> they're right outside, well, right outside the wall. We found. The name Uranus. Yeah.
1: So anyway, great job. Wonderful Thank story. You. Nobody died except for everybody who was in this story is already dead. Um, <laughs> and we're all gonna die too. P.S. You and me and That's everybody right. that you love is gonna die. Uh so enjoy. Let's get to the zodiac back.
0: Yes, let's <laughs>
1: Zodiac back, the segment of our show where we take a look at the astrological cycles of our year and the times we are living in now for perspective, understanding,
0: and prediction. Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: so um, 1781, we'll take a look at the planetary action, um, mostly the outer planets. Um... And so we're talking about Saturn, Jupiter, and the nodes, plus Pluto, Neptune, Uranus. All right. So Pluto, 1781, January 1st, was at four degrees of Aquarius and moved all the way to five degrees of Aquarius. So Pluto just moved <laughs> those one degree of Aquarius that year. Good job, Pluto. I uh, know. Uh, so Pluto has an elliptical orbit, and yeah. so it spends about 20 years in Aquarius. Just if F- we.
0: We're in um, for it, Yeah, Yeah,
1: Neptune went from 5 to 8 degrees of Libra that year. Um, 5 and to 8, okay. That puts Pluto and Libra into a trine relationship. A trine uh-huh. is, a re- is an aspect where uh, between signs of the same element. So air elements make a trine with each other. Gemini, That's right. Libra, and yeah. Arius. So there's a trine aspect. Um, uh, let's see. Uranus was in Gemini and then moved into the beginning of Cancer that year. So Uranus was down here. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. One, uh, one Gemini Cancer shift.
1: Right. Um, and that put Uranus in an opposition to Saturn uh, loosely that year and just, just to note that we had uh, in 2021 and 2022 we had a really hard Saturn-Uranus square which is kind of like an opposition so it's kind of a similar vibe of like Saturn is like the brakes and Uranus is like the uh, Eureka moment of instantaneous transformation and future revolution and Saturn's like oh. structure and like mm, slow down.
0: Saturn's so, like an engineer.
1: So anyway, these two energies are in in, in on opposition in 1781 and in seven, and in 2021, Twenty-one. 22 we experienced like a lot of that energy of like. The push to move forward and evolve from uranus in taurus and then the like kind of restriction and trying to hold back and restrain from saturn in aquarius during those years all right and then we have saturn which was in sagittarius and um do, 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 do. sagittarius is up here and jupiter also uh, moved from Scorpio into Sagittarius. So um, there we go. And then okay. uh, the North Node moved from Taurus into Aries, which is a similar transition we just had. Oh.
0: So yeah, they always go backwards. Yeah. Right? Right.
1: They always move in a retrograde. Okay. Um So that was the. Planetary positions, note that we had that, um, we have a trine between Pluto and Neptune in air signs, and we have an opposition between Saturn and Uranus. Okay.
0: Um, Page match. Yeah.
1: Eclipses that year, 1781, we had, how many eclipses do we have? Five. We had five. Oh. (gasps) What? I know, usually we have four, four to six. Um, <sighs> the this, rules keep changing. No, no. This year we had five. <laughs> they occurred. In 1781. Yeah, 1781, okay. we had five. Um, they incur, occurred on April 8th, April 23rd, May 8th, October 17th, and November 1st. Um, there were two solar eclipses. That was April 23rd and October 17th. And. Um, the rest were lunar eclipses, and they occurred in the signs of Libra, Taurus, Sagittarius, Libra, and Taurus. I just thought it was interesting that we had like five eclipses that year. Um, here in 2024, we're going to experience um, eclipses in Aries and Libra. And there were no Aries eclipses in 1781, even though that's where the nodes were. So, I don't know. It's kind of uh kind of strange. Um what was the date of your story? Do I
0: I was just going to say one of those eclipses happened during the Battle of Yorktown. Was it October, the October? 17th because it ended on the 19th. Yeah, that's
1: the and total solar And then the Dawn solar... Gang
0: robbed the treasury 3 days later.
1: Yeah, that October 17th was a total solar eclipse in Libra. So,
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: And, right, the... A
0: total eclipse of the Doan Gang. Yeah.
1: Now, I'm going to tell you about William Herschel, Sir William Herschel, eventually, um, was from Hanover, which was a part of the Holy Roman Empire. (laughs) Um, (laughs) at the time, his father was, um, an oboist and he became an oboist. His father trained all of the Herschel boy children. Um, he trained all of them in music and he trained all of the Herschel boy children in mathematics and stuff like that. Wow. Um, and he, his father, William's father, Isaac, was self-taught. He was an oboist, and he was in the military army, and he encouraged William and his siblings to join the military army. And apparently, like, this was a whole thing where, like, military bands were, like...
0: I was just going to ask, were they in the band? Yeah,
1: they were in the military <laughs> band, like... And they would have... The military bands were not, like... It wasn't, like, a fluffy deal... <laughs> <laughs> like where you could just go play music. They were, they were subject to the same, right? Like, um, conditions as the soldiers. And they sure. were, yeah. So it wasn't fun. Um,
0: <laughs> not a fun band. So
1: William and his, um, they joined the band. Uh, it was a way to make a living, but something sure. happened in the war. And like, it was, their dad was like, Hey, you never actually enlisted. Why don't you just get out now while the getting's good? And so they did. And they went mm-hmm. to London and um, checked out the scene there. And, you know, it was a little bit much for um, William Herschel. He had aspirations of being a composer. Of a, it was like he got to London and it was like uh, there was a composer on every corner. It was like. You move oh, to Portland, shit. and you're like, "I'm gonna be a yoga teacher," and like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, it's like being right. Never mind. <laughs> Just say it. Say
0: it. A real estate agent in Lawrence, Kansas.
1: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um. Okay. So he went to London and there were composers.
0: Composers and, uh, on every corner. <laughs> Could
1: hack London. If you'll ever recall from my story, Muzio Clementi was in London mm-hmm. and he was rocking it. He was on mm-hmm. his, that was his home base for for his world tours, his Eras tour, mm-hmm. and he yeah, so but Herschel
0: he was killing it.
1: Herschel was an accomplished composer, but he was not able to like really make a living in London because there were composers everywhere. Um so he moved to the country and he um led orchestras and did music gigs like they have um including teaching music lessons and he would drive around or like whatever clippy clop around the countryside yeah. at night and look up at the sky while he was driving around to the different houses where he was giving music lessons. Uh, he was an oboist yeah. and a violinist and um, a, a harpsichordist, I believe, and a composer.
0: Imagine how many fucking stars you could see in 1781.
1: Third, I know. Must have been beautiful.
0: All of them.
1: Right, but it was, like, England, so it was probably cloudy most of the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that good? Uh, <laughs> That's true. Um, He developed an interest in astronomy, and he became self-taught. Um, he read a book um, called Harmonics, and it was about music harmonics, but it was also about like cosmic harmonics. And then he went on to read another book by that author, Smith, I think his name was, Um, that was...
0: It's not important. Yeah, it doesn't
1: matter. Sure, it wasn't a very good book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The next book he read by this person was called Optics, and that gave Herschel this interest Mm. in telescopes. In telescopes. Um, And, like, I just think that the similarity between an oboe and a telescope is just kind of, like, cute.
0: (laughs) Um, he was comfortable he, with it.
1: Right. Oh, and he was like, <laughs> this is, he's a very creative person and a a real kind of outside-the-box thinker. Very Uranian mm-hmm. thinker. And so it's very cool. Uh, this next part I thought was so cute how there's a little tie-in to your story from... Um, uh was it your your 1917 story the Halifax explosion? Or was that the Halifax explosion? Was that
0: 17 was the Halifax? Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, so there's a little tie-in to Halifax. Okay. Um and this is going to be a parking lot rabbit hole, but um <laughs> anyway, William Herschel heard that they they had a new Oregon that was being built for this church in Halifax, it had been built. Oh. so there was a brand new organ in 1781 in Halifax, and they had a competition to like. What is with all the competitions? <laughs> <laughs> like the music beats of Duels. strength. I know the feats of strength, right? Like <laughs> in the freaking. Oh my God! Just pull your penises out and measure them, and get an hour one. <laughs> Um, I'm done with it. <laughs> anyway, Herschel William Herschel heard that they were having a contest for the gig for the job of organist in Halifax at this in church Halifax. for this new organ. So he right. went and like he's you know he's puts his name in, in the roster or whatever, and like the person goes before him and that player is like awesome and everybody's like, Oh, you should just give up now because like that guy was very Aww. dexterous and biddie bop and Herschel's like, it's okay, whatever. And he gets up there and at this time organs didn't have the foot pedals, which give you the low notes, give you the capacity to play
0: oh, multiple okay.
1: low multiple more octaves like at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
1: that didn't exist at this time, but Herschel gets up there and he pulls out of pulls some lead weights out of his pocket and puts them down on the low notes, and he is just like he blows everybody away because he's able to get this tone from this organ that but is they like have so not heard. Rich. The organ maker is there in the back of the space and like is just blown away and like whatever. So Herschel gets the job. And Uh, yeah, I think that's like really creative. And he was, he just wasn't interested in the same kind of, uh, yeah, like he just, like this will come through later too, but he just wasn't interested in things just because other people were, he was interested because he was so genuinely curious and, um, expansive in his thinking and i really appreciate that about mm-hmm. yeah um so then he takes this job in halifax and he keeps it for one month and then he hears <laughs> of a better job in i quit yeah he hears about this awesome job in bath england and he um as an organist, and so he moves to Bath. The rabbit hole that I would like us to go down is, was that organ in place still in 1917 when that explosion happened?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Let's find out. Parking lot. Parking lot. Super interested. Liam Herschel moved to Bath, got this cool gig as an organist, and, you know, was rocking it. Rocking his musical career. Um, Coming off the success at Halifax. Uh, But Bath, England. This is a place I definitely want to go to. So bad.
0: Mm -hmm. Sounds
1: amazing. Looks amazing. World
0: tour. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. So it's a great city. At this time was, you know, a hub of culture. It um, is home to all this really cool Georgian architecture. And from above, there are all these kind of Freemason symbols built into the structure of the city. There's something called the circus, which is a circular... Uh, like a round, a uh, fancy roundabout that has super amazing acoustical principles that take place in the middle of it that like sound super cool and like question. curved buildings that have like fourplex, four-story apartment townhouses. Yes, question.
0: <laughs> Were the, the which came first, the the round gown or the roundabout? Oh. I mean... Did the dress influence the roundabout? Or did the roundabout influence the dress? Good question. Parking lot.
1: (laughs) Now, I want to talk about Bath, England. It's paranormal and shit. It's paranormal. Listen, it's on the ley lines. It's got the magnetosphere. It is a crazy place. Like, that has a history like that goes way, 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 way back. And that same year, 1781, in Bath, an organization was formed called the Ancient Order of the Druids. But you know what? They weren't nothing like Druids at all. They were totally secular and um, like uh, you know, like more of a club. (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't do any like <laughs> magic at all but it was to the said to be the oldest modern druid organization uh,
0: oldest modern
1: like bath sounds fucking bitchin Let's in 1781 go. and today there are so many incredible like pieces of architecture and natural hot yeah. springs that the that have been visited since
0: the <sighs> time of the Romans. It's Like -4, I would absolutely dive into a hot spring right now.
1: So, William moved to Bath. He's he's chilling in Bath and he is rocking the music world, but he's also exploring his new hobby of astronomy. He really likes learning about um uh the night sky. Learning so about the night sky. He also, um, during this time, brought his sister to come live with him. His younger sister, her name was Caroline, and oh, um, that's nice. She is uh, she's really helpful to his work, and they are a really great pair. They work together over the years. He brings her there because. Um. She, well, like I said before, William's father, Isaac, didn't believe in educating the girls in um, mm. math and anything like that.
0: Right. That's sucky, but that's the way it Taught was. them music,
1: but not the other stuff. And William's mother was real strict about that and was, like, very much, like, girls do this and, like, kind of kept the girls gender
0: roles.
1: Yeah. Doing the work, the housework. Right. Um, Before his father died, before William Herschel's father, Isaac died, he told Caroline, William's younger sister, he told her that she was not attractive enough to get a (gasps) husband. um, Except in her old age, based on her good works. And what the so fuck? no, it was actually an act of kindness. Cause he was like, e- learn, explore the world. Um, and so Whoa. William brought her to bath and okay. under the pretense of getting, well, to get her away from like her sort of servitude with her mother. That was very unpleasant. And he brought her to Bath and he promised to teach her to be a singer, which he did. He gave her singing lessons and she became like, she was a sought after professional singer. And if she would have been willing to travel away from William, she would have had a career as a singer, which is pretty heartbreaking. And she, um, and he also, William didn't have the same hangups as his father. He taught her mathematics and calculations Mm. and um, eventually taught her about mirror making and production and she was a very important part of his team of night sky trackers
0: good job william
1: yeah yeah and she in her own right has um, has a lot of accomplishments in astronomy was the first paid astronomer paid woman astronomer astronomer um and like the story is told a lot about william but they were a team
0: Uh, Oh yeah
1: so to carolyn you know she's awesome anyway they were they were living in bath she wasn't originally, like, super into astronomy, but William was getting into it, and um, they were living together, and then some of his other siblings lived there for different times, and then eventually his son, da-da-da. So there's, the Herschel family made a huge impact Stuck on science. Stuck together. Yeah. Um, but they became astronomy nerds, um, and around this time... It was possible to rent a telescope. And so
0: William Herschel rented a
1: telescope because he wanted to see some of the stuff that had, you know, was available to be seen. You go down
0: to Hastings Video Store.
1: (laughs) I know. You could rent a (laughs) PlayStation or you could rent a telescope. One or the other. (laughs) You're going to have to turn over your
0: player ID. Yeah. And (laughs) some VCR tapes. Mm -hmm. And a telescope
1: during this time william rented a telescope and he was not impressed he was like worst telescope ever and so he decided (laughs) to what make his own telescopes bebop um yeah
0: william
1: i know he was really super interesting person um Telescopes had been officially invented in 1608 and they were called um, refractive telescopes. And then in 1688, the reflective telescope was invented. Refractive telescope is the one where they have big lenses. And so the size Uh, of the telescope, meaning like how much you can magnify, is limited by the size of the lens that you can craft out of glass. And the reflective telescope is with mirrors. And so... Oh,
0: right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Reflective telescope is the kind that we use even today because you can actually manufacture a mirror in smaller components and then assemble it later. And you cannot really do that with a glass lens. Right. So... Yeah. So there are two types of telescopes. 1608 was the first one. Um, 1688 was the first of this current type of telescope. Um, and William Herschel rented one and was like, This is bullshit. Ooh, and piece he was of like, shit. I can make my own better. What, what? And he yeah. learned to do that. And the process of making mirrors, which I won't go into here, is another sidebar, like parking lot item. Super interesting. But during this time, it was. Not easy. It um, was a very, like, elongated process. And they actually even used, um, like, the Herschels turned their dwelling into a telescope factory, basically. And it was a mirror-making factory. And part of the polishing process involved using dung to polish the... The mirror, and so this is the so point... So it smelled like shit. Yeah, this is the point in the Zodiac back in which I am going to transition to the proper pronunciation, which is Uranus. And that um, <laughs> Herschel went on to manufacture many telescopes and become known as a great uh, telescope manufacturer um, and even went on to like build a 40-foot Telescope.
0: Holy for shit! The
1: king. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I'll the best some that images. dude's yeah.
0: when I was in college that it was a great feat to build like a five foot bong. <laughs> you know. What <Think> about bong? <laughs>
1: That's funny. My next like bullet point is friends in high places. <laughs> <laughs> well, size matters. In 1781. (laughs) This is where I want to talk about a little bit about what made William Herschel different than other armchair astronomers at this time. Like, he had learned all this on his own, um, but there were other people like that. But he really wanted to understand the universe. He really wanted to understand, like, what was behind it all. And, like, Mm -hmm. he... Um, a lot of the mainstream kind of astronomy of the time was very much, like, wanting to map and catalog. And like you mentioned in the timeline oh, yeah. twist, like, they wanted messier's to, Messier's like objects. Messier's objects. And so what I learned about Messier's objects is that they were nebula. Okay. And Messier <laughs> made this catalog of objects because he was annoyed by them. Because he <laughs> was looking for comets and he kept coming across nebula <laughs> and he was like these motherfucking nebula I'm just gonna make a list of them and then I won't have to like look them up every time. Messier
0: one <laughs> not a comet. Messier two not a <laughs> totally, comet. Totally. Messier three
1: and William Herschel went on to discover like 3,000 nebula over <laughs> the course of his career and he was fascinated by them and he postulated that They were either clouds of gas that contained stars or galaxies, like clumps of stars. And he was Uh right, because half of them were, like, so far away that they were galaxies. But they looked like clouds of gas, and the other half were, like, Mm -hmm. close enough. Anyway. So I just thought that was an interesting tie-in, because William Herschel was, like... Not into just cataloging things, just to catalog things. Yeah. And a lot of the astronomy at this time was, rightfully so, based around mapping the night sky for the purposes of navigation, sure. By sea, right. And or to test Newtonian theories. So they're like working on testing um, Newtonian principles of physics. Um, around, like, the orbit of comets, which was a big deal at this time. Halley's comet had come around in uh, 1759, had been predicted by Halley Mm -hmm. in, like, uh, 1709, that it would come back in 1759, I think. And so, like, this was, like, a decade before, um... And there was this whole, like, surge of people searching the night sky, wanting to be the first astronomer to see Halley's Comet return. That's so it was, like, kind of this, like, you know, frenzy.
0: Yeah. Um, there was no social media.
1: Right. But it's just, like, that's just kind of interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was
0: in the public. We've gotten dumber, is my point. I'm just curious. <laughs> that's true.
1: Halley's Comet, in case you're curious, 76-year cycle. The last time it came by planet Earth was 1986. So. Yeah. Good Um, luck seeing the next one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway. So, they're living in Bath. They have their telescopes, whatever. One night, um, William Herschel is going out. And what he's doing is he is mapping the night sky. He is tracking he's looking for comets. he's also just like he wants to understand a group of objects and like thereby understand the formation of the universe um and so he's out in the street in front of his house in bath one night and this guy comes by william watson and he's like hey can i have a peek and then, Herschel's like, Yeah, cool and Watson's like, Damn, this is a nice telescope. And then he comes back a couple <laughs> of nights later and he's like, Yo, you're um you're cool. You wanna join this philosophical society of London? And Herschel's like, Yo, yes, that's my kind of people and so he's into this group of people who are um Yeah, Astrology like people. Nerds. Is lecture people. Yes. astronomers, nerds. right, yeah.
0: Um He's got that five like, foot ball.
1: Totally. Herschel's in the society. He, one night, he's looking up in the sky and he spots something. Um, he spots an object that looks like it should be a star. And mm-hmm. then he comes back in the next couple of days and it has moved. And he's like, well, it's definitely not a star because the stars are fixed in place relative to the closer objects like comets or planets. Um, okay. And one thing that was going on at this time, and this is getting to really, little technical, and I can cut this out, but um, <coughs> they use the concept of parallax to determine distance from Earth. And I heard this really cool way that the concept of parallax was demonstrated which is like take your take one finger and put it up close to your face Mm -hmm. and then take another finger and put it far away and then close your right eye and then close your left eye and notice how the finger that's close to your face seems to change positions oh yeah so like that's the same as like a body like a star that's way far in space and then a body that's closer
0: moving Mm -hmm. over
1: time they're both moving but the one that's further away doesn't appear to move as as much so that's the concept of parallax Um, and there was a movement to just to map just a map um, using the new technology of these telescopes so Herschel was doing that and he was looking for um, he was looking for twin stars to observe the parallax to determine which stars were closer than others that appeared to be in the same place but um,
0: not, bi- not binary stars?
1: Oh, no, not exactly binary stars but stars okay. that were in the same kind of place in the sky but maybe galaxies apart. Okay. Yeah, so um, So, anyway, he discovered this thing that was not a star. Um, and he showed it to his friend and his friend was like, mm, yeah, that's, that looks a little sauce. And the only thing that he could conceive of it being was a comet, even though it had no tail. And, um, he spread the word around, um, other astronomers began observing the object. And I think an astronomer in Russia was able to measure its orbit. And another oh, astronomer, you know, like.
0: Fascinating.
1: Other astronomers were observing it and they were all like, yo, this is actually a planet. It's actually like a planet. And keep in mind, this there's never been a planet discovered because we've always been able to see Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. These are the visible planets that we've known since antiquity. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's just like, you know.
0: Blue
1: yeah? How can you actually see a new thing? Um, In fact, Uranus is actually visible by the naked eye, and others had observed it, dating back to like 187... BC, yeah. Um, but they mistook it for a star.
0: Yes, I read that. I read that when I was looking, when I was doing the timeline twist. Yeah, that it had been observed many, many times. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. right. Yeah.
0: So exciting. Um,
1: yeah, but I do think it's interesting that um, you know Herschel made his way into the kind of the. Accepted society. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in the favor of George Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then, like, further in the favor after we get into the naming as well. But, like, you know, he. um, Yeah, he. He was not ostracized. He was not beheaded. He was not sent to battle the lions. He was lauded and given a position of power and able to conduct his research into his old age. And so maybe that's cool. Maybe the age of enlightenment is mm-hmm. like an actually improved improvement. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Because of his five foot bong.
1: All right. So, uh, so he discovered a new planet it took a while for them to, like, for everyone to kind of come around and... Verify,
0: ag- yeah.
1: To agree that it's a, a new planet, um, as you might imagine. Um, but the impact of the discovery was that, you know, basically, like, the invisible is made scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Our concept of the solar system is completely, you know, upended once again. William Herschel, like in a clever play, ploy, um, offers to name this star after George.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, nobody, we talked about this in the timeline twist, nobody's in for Georgia that. George's
0: or whatever right. it was. Citizen? However,
1: even though that wasn't the resulting name of this new planet, uh, George did bestow upon Herschel a like an annual stipend and took him under his employ, brought him to court, and made him oh shit uh, like so that his you know the the people at court would have the benefit of being able to view through his telescopes. And so like,
0: oh. and
1: yeah, William Herschel then like proceeded to milk George for money to build bigger and bigger telescopes. And That's right. Was apparently quite the salesperson, um, which is kind of a funny story. Um,
0: I like that.
1: But one of his last, Asks of George was to get his sister um, on the payroll, and that
0: um, created Aww. the
1: situation where she was the first uh, professional astronomer, f- female astronomer. I love um, that so much. Yeah, and she was, he was like, listen. My sister knows all this crap, so you can either pay my sister, or you can pay me to hire somebody else and train somebody else to do all this crap, but my right. sister is actually smart as
0: fuck. Hit them where it hurts. Yeah.
1: And she had a huge career after that. She discovered a number of things, um, astronomical things, and um, is should be remembered in her own right. Um, And, you know, and William Herschel, too, should be remembered for many, many other things besides discovering Uranus. What was her name? Caroline.
0: Caroline Herschel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were just saying she should be remembered, but... Oh, yeah.
1: Say her name. Say her name. (laughs) Um, During this time, during this year, we had Pluto in Aquarius, and so I just wanted to, like pull it on back to the zodiac back Mm -hmm. um and in our last zodiac back we were talking about pluto generations and we talked a lot about pluto and virgo generation which was the year of 59 so during 1781 we had pluto in aquarius um and we're about to have pluto in aquarius as of january 20th i know it's coming up and so um I think we're in for some of the same stuff. Like we may discover things by polishing mirrors with dung. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, when we're looking for something else, we weren't looking for a new planet. We weren't looking to expand the solar system, but, oh, hey, here it goes. So it may be like that. Anyway, um, this is from uh, an article on Catherine Urban's website. She's an astrologer. Uh, seventeen seventy seven to seventeen ninety eight was Pluto's most recent to a av- Pluto's most recent visit to Aquarius occurred during an era of revolution among several countries around the world. While the Declaration of Independence was born in the late degrees of Pluto and Capricorn, it's important to note that the u s colonists continued to war with the British throughout the early years of Pluto's journey into Aquarius. So, as mm-hmm. we said, while we'd prefer our Pluto return to be wrapping up, I'd speculate that it will continue until Pluto reaches nine degrees Aquarius, Pluto's position when the Revolutionary War was declared over via the Treaty of Paris. So we'll get there in mm-hmm. like six, seven years. Okay. Um, Great. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> One of the podcasts I listen to they were talking about like a Uranian archetype and they described Doc Brown from back to the future as like the classic Uranian (laughs)
0: archetype. I think that's helpful. Okay, good. I need to explore more of that. (laughs) Put it into terms that I can understand.
1: Okay. Uranus. So this new planet, what we discovered here, what up in here, um, It's got an 84-year cycle, so it takes 84 years to orbit the sun. Um, Uranus is a blue ice giant, and I'm just going to say right now, like, you know me. I haven't ingested blue liquid or ice (laughs) since 1990. (laughs) Like, this is the last time I put anything blue liquid-like in my body. I might have been
0: 89.
1: Might have been eighty nine. Anyway, <laughs> um, the gas giants Jupiter and Saturn are gasy because they're warmer. Um, oh. Uranus is the coldest planet in our solar system because its core is colder um, than others. It's not emitting as much heat. Do uh,
0: Do you know how cold? Like,
1: well, the surface, like the atmosphere atmospheric surface is like negative 300 kelvin on average oh
0: fuck okay yeah is that cold enough for you well it's pretty fucking cold here today so i was just wondering comparatively like
1: the atmosphere is frozen gases um yeah. including a large percentage of methane which is the other reason why I'm going to continue to say Uranus it smells like a fart like there are mm-hmm. actually like so many videos for children about how Uranus smells like farts like, <laughs> it's like oh All right now Gio well, I got it, it it's a fart funky. joke <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's another little fun fact about Uranus, uh, it rains giant diamonds on Uranus, Uranus. All right. Like the size of like three elephants or something, like, like that would kill you. (laughs) But they're giant diamond, like 700 carat diamonds. They're actually
0: diamonds? Yeah.
1: Yes, chemically like, diamonds that rain down from the sky in this methane oh gla- cloud. Uranus's axis is super weird. It got blasted to the side somehow, and there's lots of theories about this, probably some kind of giant space debris. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know how the Earth's axis is on a tilt, and that's what creates the seasons as we go around the sun. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: part of the year, the Northern Hemisphere is pointing away from the sun, and so that's when we have winter, right? Like Uranus mm-hmm. is, <clears throat> and I will share with you a video that has a great visualization of this. But Uranus's axis is like com- like parallel with the sun. So like Earth okay. is at twenty three degrees. Uranus is at ninety it's and so the North Pole um like it spins around this it takes seventeen Earth hours for a Uranus day, but seventeen okay, yeah, so it's spinning super fast like this, but it takes twenty one years for an for a Uranus season, and so there's twenty one years of the cycle where it's daylight constantly daylight
0: oh, because God. it's on
1: its side the its rotation is on its side
0: oh thank and you. so
1: yeah the eighty four year rotation around the sun revolution around the sun is just four seasons it's just one kind of like. Game of Thrones cycle, where twenty one years of daylight, twenty one years of half daylight, half night, twenty one years of nighttime.
0: I want to be there for that.
1: Oh fuck! Oh my god! I'm gonna die.
0: Just crush me with one of those giant
1: diamonds and let me die. You
0: would die. Oh, my God. It's too cold, but I like the nighttime more than I like the day. Oh.
1: I just need sun, more sun in my life. Um, anyway, so it's a fascinating Island. planet. They've made lots of other discoveries. Voyager 2 went there. They discovered in 1977, I think, is when they finally discovered that it has rings. Mm-hmm.
0: Like Saturn
1: has 13 rings. It has several moons. Um and it is blue it gives off a big because of the methane in its atmosphere it gives off a it mm. reflects a blue um color and um it's very smooth like a lot of the other
0: oh it has like giants have rough terrain
1: yeah so how did this new planet get its name um as we talked about, William Herschel wanted to call it George. Um, Mm -hmm. and he got the payback from that because he got his, his pension. Um, but the rest of the world was like, no, I don't think so. Um,
0: it's not your
1: planet. (laughs) No. And everybody's planet. Bunch of different names were kicked around, including Neptune. Um, because neptune hadn't been discovered
0: yet oh um, right
1: eventually they ended up on um this german astronomer suggested uranus which is the greek name for the god um that is the father of saturn But Saturn is a Roman name, and Jupiter is the Roman name, and Mars is a Roman name, and Venus is a Roman name. Mm -hmm. beat bop bop Um, I don't know exactly why they went with the Greek name for this god, but it's just different.
0: I also love your analogy. Did you say Uranus is compared to Doc Brown? Yeah, uh, yeah, like the... did you know that his dog was named Copernicus? Oh,
1: God, I didn't I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the Uranus archetype in astrology was difficult to kind of determine because it was a new thing, and it was, like, the first time there was a new planet ever.
0: Yeah. It like had the first time ever. Like the, all the other shit was written.
1: Yeah, well, they'd had thousands of years to collect data about, like, correlations Um, so it took a while for them to figure out what it means in astrology and the way that they went about addressing that challenge also influenced the way that they determined uh, significations for uh, following planets like Neptune and Pluto and now Mm. all of the asteroids and da 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 So they were developing a modern technique Uh, It took about a hundred years to kind of settle on this meaning. There are there is this astrologer named Richard Tarnas who wrote an amazing and influential book called Cosmos and Psyche, um, which like we should get it. We should have a deep, deep, deep dive on that. Um, But in short, Richard Tarnas speculates that there might be a more um According to the correlations of like events that astrologers had noted with this new planet, um, he speculates that Prometheus is a better myth um, than Uranus, Uranus, um, because Prometheus is the god who stole fire and gave it to humans and so was revolutionary in that way so next time we'll be doing a different year we're going to be moving on to another year Mm -hmm.
0: and um we're in the 20th century next time yeah that's all you're gonna get (laughs) excellent job
1: what's the roman numeral for zero (laughs) <laughs> there isn't one that's why Rumanubur's there isn't one suck ass. okay <laughs> <laughs> come back next week
0: You Ain't A Woofen is brought to you by 4702 Productions thank you for listening if you have comments, story ideas or would like to reach out email us at youainawolfin at gmail.com Everything you need to know can be found at youainawolfenpod.com. All art and design by Valerie. All music and editing by Amy Jo. We are a 100% independent podcast. Support us on Patreon at youainawolfenpod. Also, please rate, review, share, and subscribe. We love you, and we ain't a wolfin'.